You know, it's... I always think sometimes it's kind of funny how God will speak to you and how God will get your attention because he'll do it in a way that that is just right just to catch your attention. About a week before I found out I'd be speaking in here tonight, I was at work. I was cleaning and doing some stuff, and I just felt the Holy Spirit just say to me, what's your foundation on? I kind of stopped for a minute and thought about it. And he said, what's your foundation on? What is it anchored to? Will it survive the storms of this life? So what are you anchored to? Well, my mind immediately went to Matthew, to that scripture, that parable of the builders. One built his house on the sand. The first storm that came washed it away. And then the one that built his house on the rock, when the storm came, it didn't, it stood, it stood, it didn't go nowhere. And then it got me to thinking too, but, you know, I'm like, God, I wonder if it got any damage. You know, if a storm's going to come, there's going to be some damage somewhere. You know, hurricane hits on the beach. If it doesn't get completely demolished, there's going to be some flood damage. You're going to have some roof damage. You'll have some all kind of damage lying around, I would imagine. And then it just, but I got to thinking. And then I got to thinking about anchors, and I got to thinking about foundations. And I know absolutely nothing about construction or buildings or anything like that. But thanks to Google and to a husband that does, I started, I started looking around and reading about buildings and how stuff is built. And if the foundation isn't built right, it's not going to support the weight that's on top of it. The foundation's going to crumble. Something's going to go wrong. What's on it's going to fall, or you'll have to demolish the whole thing and start over again. But then I found something on Google. But it also said once a foundation has settled, and if there's damage because of the foundation settling, there's ways that they can go in and fix it, but they attach something and they go under the house with it or under the foundation with it, and it's called an anchor to help repair what times must time wear and tear or just a storm in life has caused. And then I got to thinking about a book. Max Licato wrote a book some years ago called... Um, Six hours, one Friday. And in the beginning of it, it starts off, he was a young man. He was a single man, he said. He said he owned a houseboat. He said he had no clue what he was doing owning a houseboat. He had no reason to own a houseboat when it come to water. He had no idea what he was doing, but it was affordable. He was young. He was single, so why not? Well, in 1979, Hurricane David came through town. And he said he had no idea what to do. He said he was getting ropes. Him and all his buddies were getting ropes, trying to tie it down to every visible structure they could find, trying to tie it to trees, trying to do everything that they could do. And he said this. This is a quote from the book. He said, I was reaching the end of my rope in more ways than one when Phil showed up. Now, Phil knew boats. He even looked boat-wise. He was born wearing a suntan and dock siders. 
He spoke the lingo and knew all the knots, but he also knew hurricanes. Word on the river had it that he had ridden one out for three days in a 10-foot sailboat. They made him a living legend. Well, he felt sorry for us, so he came to give us some advice, and it was sailor sound. Tire to land, and you'll regret it. Those trees are going to get eaten up by the cane. Your only hope is to anchor deep. He said, place four anchors in four different locations, leave the rope slack, and pray for the best, but anchor deep. He listened. He did what the, old, the older man told him. He anchored deep. He put the anchors out in four locations and got out of Dodge and prayed for the best. But then it got me. You know, sailors go out on the sea all the time, and they're never guaranteed a day without a rough wave, a rough sea. They're never guaranteed a day with smooth sailing all the time. You know, a storm could come up on them, a hurricane could come up on them, and they have no choice but to ride it out. Out there. I'm like, God, but you know what? Our life's that way. My life's that way. You never promised me a day without a storm. You never promised it to be sunshine and roses our entire walk with you. In fact, your word guaranteed it. But your word also promised me and everybody else that believes in you that you would always be there. That you wouldn't leave us in the middle of this. You wouldn't ever forsake us. You'd be right there with us and you would help get us through. But But then I looked, at, I looked internally. I'm like, well, okay, what am I anchored to? Your word tells me that you're my solid rock. You're my firm foundation. If I'm on you, then everything else around me might be going crazy, but it can't knock me down. It can't knock me off. But I can still get banged up. And then another thought hit me. Well, what if I've let God into every area of my life, but one. The four corners of my the foundation, say it's a square foundation I'm standing on. I've got three areas covered. Christ is all in them, but there's still that one that I won't let him touch for whatever reason, whether it be finances or, or pride or, or worrying about what other people think about me, worrying about if I'm liked enough or worried if I'm good enough. Whatever it is, I've decided, I'm, God, I just can't quite give that up yet. I still need my hand in that one because I'm just not quite learning my lesson the hard way, I reckon, but I'm just, I can't give that up just yet. Well, I'm not structurally sound. A wave's going to come, and it'll wash out what's under. And then it's going to affect the whole thing I'm standing on. It'll affect that whole area. Just because I'm like, you know what, God? Mm -mm. But I can drop anchor. I can drop it deep in whatever area I'm in that I'm struggling in because I'm going to drop it deep enough and it'll catch the rock on the bottom. And that's Christ. He'll catch me. But what struck me about that story about that gentleman, when that older gentleman came to give Max Lakato advice, he took it. 
He didn't say, oh, no, you don't know what you talked about. He looked and he recognized somebody that had been on the water a number of years, that knew what it was to survive a storm, knew what it was to get out of the way, and knew when it was probably okay to even ride it out. And he listened. And I was like, God, I wonder how many times have I been guilty of getting sound biblical advice, sound godly advice, and, nah, I don't need that. Only to come to find out later, yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, in abundance. But that's... But I think sometimes, too, when I look at it, when I talk to some of my kids out there in children's ministry, when I get to talk to the youth or kids that I bump into in town that I, I get to talk to, kids that, where my kids go to school, God's opening up doors for me there to, to witness to staff and to talk to people there and even to some of the upper elementary kids. I look at them and some of the stuff that they're telling me while it's heartbreaking, I'm like, but you're anchored to the wrong thing. They're anchored to the world of public opinion and popular opinion. They're anchored to what the world says is okay and permissible at this point. One wrong wave and their foundation is just going to go like it never even existed. I had a chance to talk with somebody a while back about some issues, and they said, I never thought I'd ever find myself in this position. I never thought I'd find myself going down this road. And I just looked at him, I'm like, where's Jesus in this? Where's your anchor that's going to hold you? Oh, I don't, I don't do all that. And I'm like, okay, I'll be praying for you. Well, it'll get better, and I just kind of left it be. But I do know for believers that even though we face things that shake our foundation to its core, and we ask ourselves, why me? I was reading through that chapter and it mentioned in one segment how a doctor hours earlier, on six hours one Friday, because he centered the book around the crucifixion of Christ, he said, one minute he's delivering a newborn baby, cleaning the baby up, wiping the stuff out of the baby's eyes, giving it over to a newborn, to a, to a brand new mother, doing all that and the joys of life and childbirth, and then not two or three hours later, he's watching a gentleman take his last breath. And that doctor asked himself, why am I here? What is my purpose? Why am I even doing this? Do what I do matter? I'd like to think that it does. I really would. And then there was a part in that book that he said, you know, I got caught in a hurricane when he was writing this book, so what he called it. He said the warning call came in a telephone call from his wife. Told him his sister just called and said, our mom's six and a half, a quadruple bypass done first thing in the morning. He said, there was no time for me to figure out what anchor to drop. There was no time for me to figure out what to do. All I knew was I had to go home, pack a bag, get the last flight, and fly out to be with my mother the next morning for her surgery. And I remember writing in the margins when he said that, you know what, your anchor should have already been dropped. Speaking to me, myself, 
Because sometimes those train wrecks are going to happen where it hits you right off guard. And you ain't going to have time to think, okay, where can I drive anchor? What's going to catch me? I think our anchors, it should already be dropped. It, I'll find it in a minute. I thought I had it marked, but I lost my place. And normally I type out scriptures. In Hebrews 6, it says this in verse 8, 18, I'm sorry. It said, God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we have, oh goodness, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged that we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure, that enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. And he has become the high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. He's my anchor. And I'm doing the best I can to make sure my foundation is built on his solid rock. But I also know that I'm not perfect. In fact, I'm far from it. I'm a very imperfect person loved by a very perfect God. And I know I'm going to stumble. Everyone will. But, you know, it's kind of like I heard someone say, you know, a cracked pot can spill more water. It can shed more light. Those cracks that I have in my life, it can show God's light to the world. You know, because we can walk through. You can walk. I have learned in my years, you know what? We can walk through anything as long as Christ is by our side, whether it be something financial. Getting a diagnosis from a doctor you would, you would never want to hear in your entire life. A divorce, death, whatever it is, even though it might be very painful at the time, there's not nothing that we can get through if we're anchored into Christ. That's what kept hitting me as I'm... As I was out there working the other day, I'm like, God, I'm far from perfect. I know I never will be. But I don't want to be that foolish person that builds my house on the sand. And then one day, I'm gone. I don't want to live that way. I want my foundation firm. I want it to be able to withstand whatever this world's going to throw at me. And I want to shake this, this world for God. But I know I can't do it alone. None of us can. we got to have something. Because it went on, Max Licato was talking in that book. He said, you know, you can drop anchor. And it's going to drag the bottom of the floor, whether you're in the ocean, whether you're in a river, whether you're in like, It's going to drag till it catches on something. But he said, you know what, if we already don't have that foundation forming, if we already don't have somewhere Christ down there somewhere, it's just going to keep on dragging and it's not going to catch and all it's going to do is tear you apart. And then I immediately just went into repentance. I'm like, Lord, forgive me if I have ever done anything like that. I don't want to get so caught up in whatever I think is going on around me that I lose sight of you and what you have before me. Because how easy is it for people 
to get caught up what's going on to the right of us or to the left of us. When God's saying, that don't matter. That don't, like Pastor Sharon said, if it don't matter for time or eternity, then it don't matter. Just go on with it. She told me that years and years ago, and I've never forgot it. And here recently, I've had to go back and ask myself, does this matter for time or eternity? What's happening in this area? No, God. Well, then let it go. Rebuild your foundation. Let it be sound. Let it be sound in me and him. Like I said earlier, I know we're never guaranteed a day without an issue. And we have those days sometimes. We have those mountaintops where everything is just going smooth. And we thank God for those days. But every now and then we'll get knocked down and we're in a valley. And that might be the toughest. And we're clinging to everything we got to stay on top of what we're on. But it's also, I think, in those times too that we learn the most. We learn what we're made of. We see how far God's brought us. And like me, I still see how far I got to go. But <clears throat> Max Lucado also said when he was finishing his book, he said, you got to trust the anchors. <coughs> he said, when you drop them, you got to trust them and do their job. And I like that part in, um, in Hebrews there when it said that um, it said in there that God cannot lie. I remember reading it in Hebrews 6 somewhere. I just didn't mark it. But he said that goes against his very nature. I heard one pastor said, you know what, you can always trust God because he's never told a lie and he's not about to start with you. So if we trust those anchor points, which should be Christ, we can trust in him to hold us because He's not going to get us. He's not going to let anything happen to us where he is. It's like it says in Isaiah, nothing or nobody can pluck us out of the palm of his hand. And I thank God for that every day. Because there are days it gets hard. I told somebody before service started, I said, okay, I think I'm going to just go home because it was one of those days if it was going to go crazy, it went. But it's okay. Because you know what? God's still in control and God's still on the throne. And he has me right where he wants me. And until he's done, can't nothing touch me. And that's for anybody. We're carrying out God's purpose. There ain't a demon big enough that can stop us. But now we can stop ourselves. But... Guillermo was telling me earlier before we uh, came to church he was he's like you want to know something about construction let me let me tell you and I'm like well I better listen because he's done this since before we met and I'm like he's gonna know something he said take a he said take a warehouse he said take that our youth building for example he said they poured that slab and it had to be perfect 
the foundation had to be solid. And then he said they have to have anchor cables from the top of the column, and then it has to run to the, the bottom of the opposite. And it has to go that way all the way around the structure. And he said this is done to keep everything straight and to keep everything level. And then he went on to say, he said, then two more anchors are put at the top from corner to corner to keep the building from twisting. So when they place the beam in the ceiling, they fit right. But if the foundation is just a little bit off, none of this will work because the foundation isn't going to be strong enough to hold the load or to hold the pressure of the anchors pulling. He said, so when that happens, he said, that column is going to collapse and then all the bolts and stuff that are inside that foundation are just going to pop up out of the ground, and it's, and it's going to be nothing. But then it got me thinking, especially today, how many times have I been guilty of letting something want to come in and twist up what God's trying to do in my life? How many times have I got caught up in the chaos of this world instead of being set apart or let an opinion bother me. Because it's easy, you know, before you know it, what you thought was a firm foundation, you got bolts ripping and popping and going every which way. And I made it a point, I'm like, you know what? As long as my foundation is in you, you're my rock. You're my anchor. And I'll make mistakes along the way, but as long as everything's firm with you. I said, God, it reminds me of that <laughs> when you were in the boat sleeping and your disciples are trying to get to the other side. Then this storm comes up from both directions and God, they're caught right smack dab in the middle. I said, that's where I feel like I am right now. He said, but what happened? I said, well, your disciples said, Lord, we're about to die. Don't you care? You're taking a nap. He said, but I got them to the other side. And if I got them to the other side, I'll get you over there too. But you got to put your trust in me, not in public opinion, not what somebody else says not what a magazine article says or anything like that. You put your hope and your trust and you put it in me and me all because I'm the only one that's never going to let you down. And then you keep on moving and you accomplish what I've set out for you to accomplish. And I said, all right. And sometimes that ain't easy. In fact, it's anything but. But I believe as believers, we have that hope in Jesus and he's ever present in our time of need and in our time of trouble. And none of the storms that catch us off guard ever catch him by surprise. He's already there. He's already done went before it anyway. He's already conquered it. He defeated it on the cross. So why am I giving a hill of beans about what's coming? Why do I let it shake what God is so painfully trying to lay? 
why have I tried to let it disrupt what God's wanting to do? And then it's like you're a hamster stuck in a wheel. You're going around and around, but you're not going nowhere. I want to go somewhere. Because there's still a lot of people out there that need to know who Jesus is. And they need to know that they love him. That he loves them. And that he wants them to come home. Storms in life are inevitable. But Jesus getting us through is a guarantee. And that's with anything that we have to face. Whether it's a doctor's appointment that you didn't get the news that you wanted, finances, marital problems, whatever it is, problems with school, anything. God's already there and he's already got it. Our job is just to trust him, to trust his anchors, to trust the foundation to him, and he is our solid rock on which we should all stand. I love that old hymn, that old hymnal. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, everything else is just sinking sand. It lines right up with Matthew. I'm going to pray and then... Um, After prayer, uh, they're honoring Tremaine out there and the youth tonight. Tonight's her last night as our interim youth pastor, Lacey and Brad, will be here the end of this week, I think. And uh, he'll kick off his first service here next week. So there is cake and stuff if everybody would like to go out and thank Tremaine and and tell her happy birthday. Her birthday was Monday, but we're going to celebrate it out there tonight. You all are more than welcome. It'll take place as soon as uh, pastor is done out there with the youth. 